This podcast discusses content that may be triggering for some listeners. Please be advised discussions include gambling language, types of gambling, and addiction. Hello, and welcome to the Hidden Addiction Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the New York Council on Problem Gambling. Across New York State, we have seven problem gambling resource centers dedicated to connecting individuals to care. We're here to increase awareness about problem gambling and advocate for treatment and support for persons adversely affected by problem gambling. Gambling is defined as risking something of value on a game of chance for a desired reward. Problem gambling or even gambling addiction can affect anyone at any time in their life. It might not be talked about or even overlooked because it often can be easily hidden for a long time. Our hope is this podcast shines a light on problem gambling and we can share resources and information to help those who need us. The views and opinions shared by guests may not reflect the views and opinions of the New York Council on Problem Gambling. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us again for this episode of the Hidden Addiction Podcast. My name is Jeffrey Wiersbicki. I'm the team leader with the Western and Finger Lakes Problem Gambling Resource Centers with New York Council on Problem Gambling. And with me is Colleen Jones. Hi, everyone. And Carmine is joining us today as well. And um, we'll get to know Carmine a little bit, but if you want to say hello. Hi, everyone. So today we're going to be talking to Carmine about sports betting. And we're going to talk a little bit about the, the process of recovery. We're going to talk a little bit about the treatment. And most importantly, we're going to talk about some of the warning signs and some of the things that Carmine experienced. Um, so Carmine, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate, you know, when somebody who has gone through the process of, um, you know, a gambling problem, gambling addiction, seeking help, and then actually being, you know, part of someone else's recovery is what we're hoping is that your story and what you share today. Can you just give me a little bit of an idea of um, how did you, how did you get started with sports betting? Because we are talking about sports betting, everybody. Um, how did, how did you get started? Yeah, no. And first, you know, thank, thanks for having me. And again, you know, my, my, my goal here is, you know, like you were mentioning to, to hopefully, you know, just help that, that next person. But yeah, it, you know, it, it, it started, I want to say, you know, probably 2013, like the early, early stages of, of that year. And, uh, you know, I was, I was a actual, I was a pretty serious, uh, hockey player growing up and, you know, went through, you know, high school, you know, junior hockey, college, et cetera. And, uh, you know, realized, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go pro. So, um, you know, I, I came back home from college and it was, I guess, kind of struggling with an identity right? Like trying to, to figure out really, you know, who I was in a way. And, um, you know, I, I, I knew of it, you know, I wasn't, you know, blind or, or naive to, you know, the sports gambling world, um, you know, and just kind of one day it, 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 you know, got introduced to me and, and, you know, I got hooked and, you know, I remember, you know, kind of being a little scared about how it worked and, you know, the whole process of it, but, you know, like anything else, like the more you do it, you know, the more you get comfortable, you know, with it. And unfortunately, <laughs> you know, the, the worst thing that, that happened to me was that I won, right. I won kind of right off the bat and, you know, it just kind of stuck with me on a way of like, Hey, this could be my, my new identity. And this could be something that, you know, people 
when they think of me, because in the past it was always about hockey, you know, now they can start to think of me as, Hey, like, you know, he's, he's a sports gambler. And, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, put it on this, you know, pedestal and almost, you know, Hollywoodized it, if you would, and, and made it almost like this kind of, you know, figure that was almost untouchable and that people would kind of, you know, gravitate towards. And then, you know, uh, you know, as it goes, you know, pretty much, you know, almost like every, you know, body story in recovery, it just was a slippery slope and, you know, it just got worse and worse and worse. Um, you know, I was pretty much, you know, I wasn't gambling, you know, for lack of a better you know, term, I wasn't gambling for fun anymore. It wasn't recreational, right. It was more of, you know, almost like, like a job because, you know, I would, obviously I was losing more, more than I was winning. And, you know, it didn't matter what game, what time, you know, how much money I had left, you know, yeah. that was never the issue. You know, money was really never the issue because, you know, as a, you know, problem gambler, you know, you're always find ways to get it. So that was never really an issue. Um, but again, it just, you know, it was turning me into something that, that I wasn't, you know, planning on being. And, you yeah. know, it, so again, it just, it really just kind of started as this fun, you know, way to kind of, you know, feel that rush that again, as a, as a former hockey player, you know, getting up game day practices, the buses, you know, the locker room, things like that you know, it gave me something to look forward to. And then I kind of, you know, sunk my teeth into it and unfortunately won and realized, you know, it's a, it's an easy, right. Easy, quick way to uh, make money. And it just obviously spiraled into, into something that, you know, obviously I'm not proud of, but, you know, happy and proud of, you know, who I am coming out of it. Yeah. So you mentioned being a, um, an athlete. So, and we've, we've heard this before from athletes that when they're, when they're done with their sport, they are looking for that identity, some connection to the sports. Um, but backing up just a little, was was hockey your choice of sport to bet on? Or did did you start with a specific sport because it attracted you to it? Like myself, I'm an NFL football fan. I think if I bet on sports, I would start there. Did you kind of go into it thinking you're going to bet just on baseball because you know the sport? It's funny. I actually rarely you know in the in the years that i was i was you know sports gambling i rarely <laughs> gambled on hockey it was one of those things that i think just because i felt so connected to it and it was again my my passion and kind of my you know blood and and identity um yeah. but honestly you know uh, you know like like most right football you know football just because of of you know the action the, you know, the football Sundays, right. Um, you know, then once, as I got into NFL, you know, pretty heavily, then it obviously transitioned into to college football, right. Cause then, you know, now you have Saturday and Sundays or, you know, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday type thing. Um, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of baseball because, you know, you know, and, and I'm kind of like, you know, peek behind the curtain here, like my philosophy, cause there, there was no clock. Right. So baseball, you could be up, you know, seven, nothing in the ninth inning and the next, you know, still lose in a way. So I primarily, you know, uh -huh. stuck to, you know, football and basketball just yeah. because, you know, it, there were sports that, you know, obviously we 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 kind of know it, but I wasn't really that in depth as, you know, hockey and, you know, somewhat of baseball. But there was just something about football, you know, watching a football game, you know, football Sundays, right, on the couch all day, right, from, you know, one to eight o'clock at night type thing where, 
you know, you don't really get that with, with the other sports, but, um, you know, cause it's, it's pretty much throughout the week. So, so really football was my pri- primarily, you know, ch- you know, choice of sport. And then it kind of drifted a little bit into, into basketball, but not as much, um, you know, as football, but as I, you know, got deeper into my addiction, you know, it was pretty much, you know, any, any, any sport that I could get my hand on. Yeah, it's it's interesting that that you. I, that's what I was kind of wondering. The direction I was kind of going in was, if you started with one sport, as it got, you know, you you mentioned the action. It I found it really interesting when you were talking about the clock and the right. time. Like it became of the point, and you can correct me if I if I take this the wrong way, but it became when you said you're not gambling for fun anymore. Like you're literally gambling to wait till it's over. And you want to know the outcome, like it's right. not about enjoying it or having fun anymore. And we, you know, we hear that and it's, it makes it tough. Um, now, so sports betting a couple of years ago was, was not legal the way that it's legal now. So how did you, how did you make that jump into like the illegal sites or was it just something that did someone like a friend of yours maybe, or, or how did you decide I'm going to go to an offshore site and start making the bats? Where did that, where did that decision come from? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that all started again, you know, friends of friends of friends that, you know, obviously knew somebody that, you know, had an offshore site. And then what would happen would be pretty much, you would get a, you know, link to the website and then a, a you know, username and password. And I was drawn more to those than the offshore sites because, you know, like, you know, like, like how it is now, you know, you have to fund it up front, you know, to get it going where, you know, the, the kind of friend sites, if I, if I, you know, may call it that, you know, they, they funded it for you. So you didn't have to say, okay, you know, I got to take, you know, 300, 400, 500, or, you know, whatever the, the amount was and, and place it into the account. They already gave you a starting amount. And you had literally seven days to kind of, you know, win it, you know, win as much as you can or, you know, (laughs) win back enough to, you know, not, you know, not lose it all in a way. So it, it definitely was the method that I liked, you know, and, and I was in, in the mindset of, of when I was, you know, doing that, that like, I couldn't wait for it to be legalized. Like I couldn't wait for, you know, the the chance to you know go to a store or you know some sort of you know building where I could just go in and place it and not have to deal with this type of stuff but um you know I was just drawn to it again like I was saying because they kind of gave it to you you know up front and that's where it gets damaging though because there's no limit right you know you could text you know text the person by Wednesday like hey I'm already out can you can you up me you know more on my account type thing where, you know, vice versa, again, you know, you would have to fund it yourself. But that's where I started to get in trouble was where, you know, I didn't know, again, when to stop where, you know, it was, hey, yeah, like, I'm down in X amount, I'll just text him, you know, he knows I'm good for it type thing. And then you just keep betting and betting and betting, and then, you know, eventually would lose. So I, again, I I was always and I, I don't think I've really ventured offshore i was always you know hooked up with with somebody and with those accounts again just because they were already funded and to me i like that because I, I i for some reason i didn't mind you know i i had to pay at the end but i hate paying up front type thing so um you know it just gave me a little bit more more wiggle room if you would if if you were losing earlier in the week to to kind of catch it back yeah now you you had mentioned that you know that desire to search for that identity um 
did I guess I guess even from the beginning and then as you went along, did people get to know you as a sports better? Did you kind of make that known that that you were doing that? And then on top of that, if if yes, as you got deeper and deeper, did you feel like you needed to hide it at any point? Absolutely. Uh to to both. You know, I was I was very proud of uh you know of my winnings and again there there were <laughs> very few of them um you know i was i was big when i was doing well to kind of showboat it um you know i wasn't i wasn't in the beginning you know yeah you know you kind of have these dreams of like oh you know i could buy this or that but as you know i got older you know to me it was just uh, almost like a secondary income right like i could use this money to pay the mortgage or pay the bills or, or, you know, not have to touch, you know, my, you know, my wife and I's, you know, our account in a way where, you know, this money that's coming in, you know, could kind of offset that. So I never really had these like lavish thoughts of, you know, let me go get the Ferrari and let me go get the boat, you know, maybe in the early beginning, but then I realized like how kind of tough it was. I was just then kind of transitioning it to, more of like, like a, like a side job really. But, but yeah, I was very proud of it in the beginning, you know, very well known to, you know, family, friends that, you know, this is what I was doing. And then right to your point, as it got worse, as it got deeper, as I sort of, you know, realized kind of the, the, I don't, I don't want to say trouble, but, you know, as I was sort of in that, that, that hole and, and kind of that internal mess, you know, that's when I started to hide it. And that's when things got even, even more worse really is when, you know, you started, you start to hide it. Then you, you know, again, you kind of lie, you know, cheat, steal, you know, do all those sort of things to, to feed your addiction. So then, you know, again, it went from this fun recreational thing to kind of, you know, beat your chest about to then, you know, kind of being like a duck, right. You know, in water where you're kind of presenting this calm presence but then internally you're just, you know, under the water, you're just a mess. So yeah, I, I hit it for, for a while, um, you know, to eventually when, you know, I, I realized I needed help. Yeah. I just, oh, I just wanted to jump in real quick because as I'm listening to you, I'm hearing like four warning signs, right. That we don't really always realize because we do call problem gambling, you know, the hidden addiction, because it's not often talked about. You can't necessarily see it, but one of the things, you know, that I tell people that you hear about the wins, right? You're like, you're not going to hear about the losses, but when you hear about those big wins, but at the same time, if you know somebody who's gambling your life and all you're hearing about is the wins, there's probably a little more to that. Right. And then, like you said, the lying, the cheating, the stealing, all some warning signs there. So just as I'm listening to you, you know, for our audience too, who's listening, just some of the things that you mentioned kind of, ring those warning warning sign bells in my head definitely and i was just actually going right off of that i think it's a good spot to kind of shift gears into that type of warning signs and stuff did you so oftentimes we see mental health impacted by problem gambling gambling addiction and when you say that like internally you you were going through this how how was that affecting your mental health maybe work or relationships trying to keep something like that hidden, as Colleen said, you know, how, how did that affect you with your mental health? Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 you know, it, it suffocated, you know, it suffocated me. I, I, 
was just, a, again, kind of a shell of myself because I've had this, you know, addiction that that's really overtook my life, right? Like it, 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 it made me not present, right? It made me not aware of situations. It, it didn't make me, you know, enjoy, like make me feel enjoyable to, to wake up, you know, in the morning. And, you know, it, it, again, emotionally, you know, just wasn't there, you know, I, I am, you know, happily married, but, you know, just like emotionally to my wife, you know, very distant, you know, very irritable, um, you know, lying, right. You know what I, I mentioned that before, you know, just like bold face lies, like right, right to her face where, you know, internally, you know, I'm saying to myself, like, you know, you know, what am I doing, you know, in a way. So it just, you know, it just made it difficult to, to live, you know, like pretty much live throughout the day because you're just all you could think about, you know, you know, 60 minutes or, you know, how many seconds that is, you know, pretty much every second is your addiction and gambling and, you know, you're at your job, right. And you're focusing on the next game or you're focusing on, you know, the bet or, you know, how, you know, where you're going to, you know, find your next game to bet or, you know, obviously the big one, right? Like, where am I going to get the money? How am I going to get the money? And then you're spending all your time researching. Can I do this? Can I get that? Can I, you know, you know, open up this line of credit? Can I move money around? And, you know, and again, when I meant cheat, like, I didn't mean like, you know, physically cheat. I mean, like cheating the system in a way where you're kind of like robbing your, like robbing yourself. And, you know, you're, you're just not the person who you, who you want to be. And, you know, it takes a toll on you. Like it definitely takes a toll on you. Um, you know, sleepless nights. I mean, I'm talking to the point where, you know, tossing and turning, um, you know, thoughts going in like throughout your mind to the point where, you know, I, I'm not saying like made me go crazy, but it just made me so restless and irritable and, you know, emotional. And, you know, it just, it just turns you into this, this person that, that, that you don't want to be. And, you know, it, it, it really takes you into a dark place. It does, because again, you feel like there's, there's that life raft there and you're trying, you're trying, but you're just swimming against the current. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it definitely for sure, you know, takes, uh, takes a toll on, you know, your mental health. Yeah. And I, I asked because, um, you know, for people that might be out there right now listening and might just be experiencing that that darkness that you're talking about or the, not wanting to wake up in the morning because it's just not enjoyable. We have across New York State, we have an amazing network of clinicians that we work with to match people for, you know, they, they not only work with the gambling, but they do address the mental health, which wasn't the case in the past. And that's, you know, our organization kind of has put that in place across the whole state to help address both and the gambling as as a disorder as a as a problematic behavior. Um, did you have so looking back? And I'm sure hindsight for everyone is is always 2020. But looking back, w- did you have like an aha moment where you realized, or maybe you missed the moment, and now looking back, you can recognize it where it just went from gambling to it's a problem. Like, was it the first time that you, you lied or the first time you ran out of money and had to, you know, take it off one credit card, put it on another to move it over to this account or however, you know, was when you look back, was there something that you might be able to share with the listeners 
that they could be at a certain point before it got to the darkness part? Yeah. You know, for me, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a couple of things. And, um, you know, when, when it became to, to, when it became a point in my life where I couldn't talk about it anymore, where it was too deep of a, of a, I don't want to say whole, but it, it was just too deep emotionally and, you know, mentally for me to, to talk to someone about it, because in my, in my mind, I was, you know, considering myself a failure, right? Because here's something that I, I prided myself on and, and boasted about for a couple of years. And then it's like, you know, oh my God, like I am just losing so much money and racking up so much debt. And, you know, for me, it was probably, you know, early to late, you know, or probably late, I should say late, you know, 2017, when I realized it was, you know, a, a big issue was because again, you know, just, just the amount of line that, that I did. And, um, you know, I, I tried, you know, as, as hard as I can to stop, right. You know, you, you tell yourself, you know, you tell yourself on the car ride home, like, yeah, I could do it. You know, this will be my last bet, you know, forget it. it you know, I'll, I'll stop tomorrow. But that's never the case, right? That's never the case. It has your, it has its teeth in you to the point where, you know, you're right back at it. And, um, you know, back then, I wish I had the courage and the strength to to say, hey, you know, I I have a problem. Um, you know, it wasn't until I got caught in in uh, early 2018, my first round with uh, with recovery, where you know I I decided to you know you know get get the help that I that I needed. So speaking of help, um, we, so if anyone listening uh, right now, we're going to talk about kind of how you sought help, which may or may not be similar to kind of how, how we're going to present the help for people that are listening right now. But if you, if you're looking for help with, with gambling problems, um, you can go to nyproblemgamblinghelp.org, nyproblemgamblinghelp.org select your region and there's a local problem resource center that that can can help people so Carmine, when you when you mentioned you know getting help and that dark moment reaching out to your family you know how how did you decide to get help and where did you look for help and if there was one i know it's a three-part question i guess and if there was one <laughs> Thing that you could kind of say to someone that might be listening right now and they are they're listening to your story they're experiencing some of the same things but you know that breakthrough to make that first phone call or to visit our website it's just any advice you have after you kind of share how the help looked for you and where you found it with with somebody that's listening right now that you might be able to give them some advice yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, my, my, my first, first, I guess, round of, of recovery, if you would, was back in, you know, 2018. And, um, you know, the, the night everything went down, you know, I went to my, my family's house, you know, my parents with my wife and pretty much, uh, you know, all three of them looked at me and was like, you know, you have a gambling problem. And I was like, you know what, you're absolutely right. So that next day I, I went online and, you know, I forget exactly what I searched, but, you know, Gamblers Anonymous came up and, you know, it, it kind of walks you through the process of 
of how it works and you know how it operates and then you know there's a, a button that says find a room you plug in your location and you know it gives you a list of pretty much every you know ga room that's in your area you know when they meet you know what time they meet etc um so i did that and then um personally i have i've actually um you know went and and met with uh a therapist that you know specializes in and you know not only you know mental health but but addiction as as well so um you know i was doing that i was doing well again I don't, i'm not Sure, I, I don't want to blame COVID, but you know, unfortunately, I did relapse for about a year, and you know, kind of fell into that same hole of you know lying and stealing and 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 you know really having that destructive behavior that you know was part of my life for for you know you know a couple of years prior to that. Um, you know, similar to to the first go, um, you know, I knew I was going to get caught, right? I knew I was going to get caught, and um, you know, came clean, right? Came clean. Uh, you know, it, it took a lot for me to do that. And I'm not just saying come clean to my wife and maybe, you know, parents and in-laws, but, you know, I came clean to a lot of people, um, you know, family, friends, um, you know, cousins, um, you know, again, in-laws, you know, my parents, my wife, et cetera. Um, obviously, you know, the room that, that I go to, you know, regularly. Um, and for me, it, it, I didn't give the first go, you know, a really true effort. You know, I, I, I was still tempting myself and I was still kind of having my foot in the water, right. I was still touching the hot stove and, and going back to it. Um, you know, what I realized now in, in recovery, you know, for the last, you know, two and a half years is that, you know, you have to get better, right. You have to do it for yourself. Um, you know, it's great that you have, you know, support around you, but you have to do it for yourself because, you know, one thing that I learned is that this addiction really can, you, you know, take over your life. And it did for me and not in a, in a good way, you know, in that destructive way. So, you know, if someone is listening that, you know, is, is, you know, in the early stages of, of, you know, kind of figuring out if they are a problem gambler, you know, get the help now you know, get the help now, because what happens is, is that, you know, you don't want to dig that hole deeper, deeper and deeper and deeper to get to a point where, you know, it, it it's, it's going to take a lot to get out. And that's what happened to me is that I just kept digging myself deeper, deeper and deeper. So, you know, reach out, you know, reach out to a friend, reach out to your, you know, your parents. I mean, the one thing that I, I, I take away from my recovery daily is that people just want you to get better in life. You know, they're, they're not looking for you to fail. They're not looking for you to struggle. They're not looking for you to have these sort of, um, you know, issues, whether it be, you know, again, you know, mental, you know, with mental health or, you know, uh, you know, addiction, things of that nature, you know, people just want to get you better. So for me, you know, what I did differently the second time in recovery is that I casted my net out more with support. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, not only do they check in, but they're aware of it and they know, you know, that, that, you know, there's things that I can and cannot do when it comes to, comes to this, but, you know, people just want to get you, or people just want to see you get better. And, you know, I've seen in, in my experience, you know, the second time that, you know, people, you'll be shocked, you know, they kind of go out of their way to make sure that you're doing okay. So again, for, you know, someone that's kind of on that fence of like, Hey, I think this, you know, a problem, you know, act now, you know, you know, do what you can now because you don't want to get it deeper and deeper and deeper and, and cause more damage, uh, you know, like, like, 
like how I did. That's, that's great advice. And I'm, you know, and we are really glad that you have that support and you have that support. We do, um, for anybody listening, we do also have peer support available. So if somebody out there just wants to talk to someone that has been through it, much like Carmine is, Carmine is sharing right now, um, we do have peer support. Again, it's nyproblemgamblinghelp.org and you can click on your region. We can help connect people to GA on there as well, which um, was one of the first places that Carmine reached out for. Carmine, and, you know, I'm just curious too with GA. In the past, you know, GA typically was sort of an older crowd. And when you attended, you know, your meetings and stuff, how was that being sort of younger from a younger generation than typically GACs? I was scared for my life, really, walking <laughs> into that room. Um, but I'll be honest with you, couldn't ask for, um, you know, a better set of, of brothers and sisters um, that, you know, help in, my, you know, my recovery and, you know, I help in, in their recovery. But yeah, you know, it is definitely an, o- an older crowd. And I'll be honest with you, you know, I may be one of two or three, you know, other members that are kind of similar in that, you know, of that age. But it's, it's, it's almost, you know, I enjoy it though, as well. I mean, again, I was, you know, scared, you know, out of my mind kind of going in this room and like, oh my God. And, you know, hearing some of the horror stories that, you know, other members have gone through, but, you know, you go for those reasons as well, because these guys and, or, you know, these men and women have, you know, years and years of recovery, you know, under their belt. So things that you have gone through, they've experienced it already. So they could say, Hey, you know, X, Y, and Z is going on at on home, at, or, you know, on at home at, with, with, with your wife, you know, this is how I deal with it, or this is what's going on, you know, at your job. This is how I deal with it. Or, you know, they, they just have a, a you know, plethora of, of, of insight, you know, because they lived it, they experienced it. And, you know, I, I, I consider them almost, you know, a second family. I mean, it's, it's a very close knit group. Um, you know, we, 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 we text, we, we call, um, you know, you have a phone list, you know, people reach out, you know, pretty much daily, you know, you have your few that you talk to pretty much regularly, but I know I could call any one of them, any one of them at two in the morning, you know, halfway across the world, whatever they would pick up. And that's why it's so important to, to, you know, for again, the new people, or, you know, if anybody's out there listening that, you know, is, wants to, you know, head to a, a, a GA room, you know, just the amount of support that you get that you may not feel on a personal level, you know, with family or friends or et cetera, you have that. And, you know, being again, you know, a younger demographic, you know, with, with, with the room that I am in, I just get so much knowledge from hearing therapies and backstories and situations and how they've dealt with it. Um, you know, you're looking at 20, 25, 30, 35 years of recovery and, you know, you know, I, and they, some, sometimes they don't have answers, but they, they, they shed a different mindset on it. They shed a different light. They shed, you know, different ways of how to communicate and how to approach it because, you know, in recovery, you're still a work in progress. But having, you know, a room, you know, like the room I'm in, you know, with GA and, and, you know, having that older crowd, you know, it just, it just does so much for my recovery because, you know, they, they've lived it, they've, they've experienced it, but, you know, they could give you the tools to, to, to work it. And, you know, you know, I, I'm, I am blessed to, to have them, you know, you know, in my life. 
As we wrap up here, Carmen, I I really appreciate your time and sharing your story and being so open and honest. And you really, we touched on some really, you know, some things that probably are are hard to look back on at this point. Um, and I think you gave some really great advice to to get the help now versus when it gets to that point where someone can't take it or, you know, problem gambling has a high rate of suicide and, right. you know, there's financial absolute ruin that people face. So I, I think that's great advice. And our organization, you know, we, we always want people to know if you're out there listening, what you're facing, the problem that you might be experiencing, don't ever think it's not bad enough to reach out for help. If you just can't sleep at night because you're waiting for the baseball game to end at two o'clock in the morning on the West coast to check your bets and it's, and it's causing you problems at work, reach out for help. If it's causing problems in your life, don't wait, don't wait to get that help. Um, So again, Carmen, if there's, if there's anything else you want to share before we wrap up here, I do want to tell you, you know, we really appreciate your openness. We appreciate um, the, the positive words for GA which is always good to hear that it's helped you out. I'm glad that you're in your therapists, you know, you found the right one for you and keep it up, you know, keep up, keep, keep it up. It's, it's an uphill climb sometimes, but you know, on our end, we're, we're proud to talk to people that are, are on that path to recovery. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, No, thank you. I was just going to jump in and say, I also appreciate you, like Jeffrey said, being so open, but even about your relapses, right? Like sometimes we think a relapse is a failure, right? But at the end of the day, like, you can try again, right? It's it's not the end of the world. So, you know, we have plenty of people who call in to us who, you know, they have relapsed and that's okay, right? Recovery is like a journey, right? There's ups, there's downs, but at the end of the day, there's still hope, right? There's still hope and there's still help. And um, one other thing I did just want to touch on really quick, because you mentioned it a little while ago, was about how you have to be ready to get help we get a lot of people that call in who are calling about their significant others or their family members. And like you said, they just want them to get better. Right. And sometimes that might not happen right away. So just to anybody listening to like, we provide services for family members as well. And I think that can also be important too. Like if you're, if your family member is not ready to get help, there's support for you too, just to, to learn about what they're struggling with, what they're going through and how to have those conversations. So once again, just want to thank you very much for taking the time to share your story. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and again, kind of, you know, my goal with this is to, you know, like we were talking about to, to hopefully just have my story resonate with, you know, someone, someone similar, you know, to my age or, or, or younger or whoever, um, you know, to know that, you know, it, it, it gets better, you know, one day at a time, right. You know, it, it gets better. And, you know, with, with, with recovery and, and support, you know, life, life gets better. You know, I, I have a, a, a wife who, you know, has been by my side since, since day one, you know, while in recovery, you know, I had, you know, the birth of my son and then, you know, uh, the, you know, the birth of my daughter the second time. So, you know, when you, when you do good things and you do the right thing, good things start to happen. So, um, you know, I, I owe a lot of my current success now to, to recovery. And, and again, so, you know, for, you know, anyone that, that is listening, you know, you know, there's, there's hope, right. There is hope, there is the light and, you know, it may take some time, but you know, it's worth it. And, you know, it, it, it's Mm -hmm. definitely the, the right mindset to have to, to, 
you know, get the help that you're, that you're looking for so that it's not, you know, too deep of an issue later. But, you know, again, thank you guys for having me. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to share my stories. Thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the hidden addiction. And we're just going to ask that everyone share this link, share this podcast with someone, because as we said, it, it can be very well hidden. There's a lot of, you know, deceit that can happen. It can be hidden. Let's share this. Let's share the stories and make sure that people know that there's help available.